1: I'm Maria Menunos and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Now let the buzz begin.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your if you've been here before, we'd like to say welcome back. Uh thank you for tuning in to the After Buzz After excuse me, White Lines After Show. Um I am not alone. My name is Rob. I'll be your host. But once again, I am not alone. I am joined by Ashman. How are you doing, Ashman?
1: I'm so good, Rob. How are you? Happy Thursday, guys.
0: Yes, happy Thursday to you. I am good and I am ready to move into this episode. But before we do that, I have to introduce my other co-captain, Allie. How are you doing?
2: Hello. I'm doing great. I'm sorry you can't see me. I'm having some zoom issues but hopefully i'll get it sorted out for our next show but i'm excited to talk about this episode with you guys
0: yes and uh we hear you loud and clear Allie. thank you uh Great. so <laughs> once again uh welcome back to those who are coming back welcome to the first timers here and i like to say this before we start every episode if you have not watched this episode please Disconnect right now, go watch it, and then revisit us because we are going to be dropping some spoilers. And man, this episode has a lot of crazy stuff going on. So I highly, highly suggest. I'll even do a countdown once again for you to leave and head out before we start going into these spoilers. So, five, four, three, two, one. And it's time for some spoilers, so let's go ahead and uh so I, let's just go ahead and begin with some points that we'll be covering today uh so first of all, we have David and Oriol have a re have a moment where they're reborn from mescaline, so a mescaline rebirth if you if you would um Zoe finally has her day in court finally, a lot of stuff happening there, a lot of good things we see you know between people keeping you know, their emotions and going on with the plan. And then also we have the death final destination style. I'm not gonna say of who, but just know that there is a final destination style death that happens in this episode and it changes the tide completely. Um, but I'd like to let Ashman give us her thoughts on this episode In general, how how are you feeling about this episode, Ashman?
1: You know, Rob, something I love about this series is every episode has not disappointed. Like, we're on episode nine now, and every episode is just packed with such deep storylines. And now that we're getting closer to the end, it just is getting better and better. So I absolutely loved it. I was engaged with every single scene, and I really, really enjoyed watching it.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I I I'll get to how I feel about it at the end. I'm going to let Allie Allie tell us how you were feeling about this episode.
2: I agree with Ashman. I am just so into the show. I really really love it. And so every time we're watching a new episode and we just get to learn more and more about what's going on, it's hard to not enjoy it. Um so this episode overall was definitely another uh just another crowd pleaser. I don't know. There were a lot of, a lot more truth bombs and drama and um, death. <laughs> so overall, yeah, I was happy with it.
0: <laughs> good, good. Well, hopefully all of you were happy with it. Uh, if you're here now with us, that means you've been happy with the episodes prior to this one and you've been happy with us covering these episodes and we thank you once again. But how I felt about this episode, man, I got to see some, some blood, a little bit of gore. I got to see some Scooby Doo moments with detective work. I uh, I got to see people high on mescaline. I haven't seen someone high on mescaline since like Cheech and Chong back in the day. So this is like, oh, okay, cool. Someone getting high on mescaline and being reborn. Um, and then I got to see Zoe's day in court, and I got to, I got to see uh, boxer come in and continue to be the stand up guy he was. You know, this all this time. And just a great, a great, you know, great time with this. You know, I got to see some crazy cheese too. I love the cheese. Sometimes I got to see this episode. Um, But let's get into, let's get in, let's switch away from cheese and start getting into meat and potatoes here. So we have David and Oriol being reborn on the mess. We took it all. but for me, you know, seeing this whole process, the way that David is with his whole spiritual journeys that he that he makes with characters, he's really into it. He like puts in all the bells and whistles and gets everything set up and actually has like a journey that he tries to take these people on. And sometimes they get some healing from it. Um, but to see Audio going into deeper, himself deeper, trying to wrestle with the demons that he has from being sexually attracted to his mom and possibly having to do something with the death, having something to do with the death of Axel and being uh, the Fredo to uh, to his sister who is Michael. Um, but uh, Allie, how did you feel about the whole, the whole mescaline rebirth?
2: <laughs> um, I just wish David would calm down for a minute. Like we saw so much happen last episode um, all of these feelings that he's been holding in for his entire life are finally surfacing. And he has a lot of emotions and a lot of guilt. And I, I mean, I'm no therapist or anything, but I'm pretty sure that it's not healthy to just move at such a fast pace it is. And um, every episode, we're just seeing David try to get deeper and deeper into Oriole and to figure out like what he's feeling to set him free, um, which I think is a great idea. I just don't think that it's quite the right approach anymore. Um, we saw him really get vulnerable and open up last episode. And I, you know, I think that was enough. Like I think that he could have just sat with those feelings for a minute instead of just continuing to try to just find something else. I don't know. It was a lot. That was a crazy scene. Thanks for
0: so Ashman uh, what do you have to say about this whole situation because I I mean I was for it you know the whole trippy thing with the drugs because it's very entertaining to me see these characters you know doing this but what do you how do you feel about it as far as a healing aspect you know and um, Oreo using that avenue for healing and David too David is also using that avenue for healing I guess absolutely. they're both being reborn. absolutely I
1: mean I'm, I'm a a fan for healing, right? I love the last session. I'm glad that they were able to come together and get all of their kind of secrets to surface and get some type of freedom. Like it's no fun holding a bag of bricks, right? So I'm very happy that oil has had a chance to put those bags down. But I hear what Ali is saying as well. It's like, there's a process to all of this, but I think David's style or maybe Oriole as well is like a rapid road to recovery. So I think there's kind of like, okay, everything's at the surface right now, let it all out, let it free because it's so, it's so available right now to access. So I was glad that, you know, Oriole was willing to go there Thank to you. heal himself even on a deeper level, but at the same time, I mean, what a trip like that is crazy to to take all these drugs to you know get into your subconscious about things and see what unleashes like for me that's not my thing i'm like i'm all for <laughs> cleansing and you know mind body soul but to actually lose control on that level and not really be able to connect to what is showing up for you mm-hmm. and as we see um oriel freaked out i mean we did see those um With the the father in the bushes, but he totally hallucinated and saw a gorilla. How (laughs) crazy was that to see a gorilla coming after you and you're like in the middle of your trip? So I was like, I don't know. I think that's just way too extra. And if you are going to do something like that, make sure that it's a place where you feel completely safe because you are out of your body and not in control at that time.
0: Yes, Ashman, I'm glad you brought up that point because that's another part of the segment that we can speak on with the whole father, with uh, Clint coming back. So with Clint, Clint watching these guys from a distance and seeing them do some kind of, he knows that they're a bunch of, well, he would probably, his er, uh, era would probably call them like hippies, which he sees a bunch of hippies doing hippie stuff and he like waits for that moment to attack, you know. And uh, as audio is going off, we we stayed with Orio's audio's point of view. We don't really go to David's point of view with him being with him tripping out, but we stick with audio. And he's like having conversations with himself. Uh, I think I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like I think one of the he saw himself and uh, he bas- basically said to himself, "Oh, if you want to sleep with your mother." let's go ahead and get it over with, or it's okay to do it, or something like that. Um, and I think
1: that was the bad, bad side of his brain.
0: Yes, it had to have been his bad side. It couldn't yeah. have been his good side, talk <laughs> um, But with the whole thing, I, I thought it was really funny how he sees, you know, uh, picks up on Clint being in the bushes, when in all black and everything, and it turns into a gorilla. Um, so, Allie, I'd like to get your thoughts on the whole on the whole thing with him tripping his mind tripping out of his mind and seeing the gorilla and actually not being a gorilla gorilla, but being Clint.
2: (laughs) I, I was kind of like trying to figure out, okay, is this a hallucination? Is this in real life? Um, it was really hard for me to kind of differentiate the two. But Mm -hmm. when we saw that it was Clint, I was like, okay, this is obviously happening right now. Like he's really here. Um, but when I was seeing the gorilla, I was almost seeing, um, uh, 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 what are they? What is uh, Pepe? Is that his name? I think it's Pepe uh, yeah. or something. Yeah, like yeah, that.
0: Pepe, yes.
2: <laughs> I almost at first was wondering if it was going to be him or like um, that side of the family that was about to maybe start a war or, or something like that. But then I saw Clinton. I was like, oh, um, he's just in the woods. Like how unfortunate for that timing. But uh yeah, that was just a wild, crazy sequence of scenes there.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. There's definitely some craziness going on. And there is that factor of, like for myself also, Ashman. I don't know about you, but I kind of felt like at first, is this the really the father, or is this like, is this guy tripping? Because the way that they the way mm-hmm. the director cut back and forth between the two is kind of seamless. So you could I think it was designed for us to feel like either we're tripping along with audio, you know, I think it was designed. What what do you think about that, uh, Ashman? Um,
1: I think it was designed. I think, I think it just, I think we were supposed to see the impact of his hallucination. So Mm -hmm. so we knew it was Clint in the bushes, but him being on his trip, that was created into gorilla coming after him. So I think, (laughs) yeah, it was meant for our interpretation to see how hard he was tripping. But you know what, I do think David should have stayed, stayed sober, like the first time when he went through the frog, um, whole trip thing, at least he was there to guide him. I can't imagine two people tripping out at the same time, and everyone losing control and no one being able to be there for one another. So I feel like, you know, David should have done his cleansing on another time and just (laughs) what guided him a little bit more through it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, or cleanse in such a a private area that your friend's dad can't stalk you with binoculars and then just roll up on you and take you away, kidnap you in broad daylight. Um, But (laughs) I want to move on to the next, uh, to our next topic that we have. But before I move on, I just want to, Thank you all who are watching and or listening. Um, thanks for tuning in with us week in week out, uh, episode in, episode out rather. Um, thank you again for continuing to make us the ESPN of ESPN of TV talk. Uh, we so appreciate you. And, uh, Ashman, do we have anybody in the chat right now or we have some action going on in there?
1: Yeah, we absolutely do. We have some great people in our live chat. Um, we don't have a discussion going quite just yet, but they're definitely in tune to what we're saying, and we uh, we encourage that. Please talk to us, comment, like, subscribe, let us know how you feel uh, as we get closer to the season finale.
0: Exactly, exactly what mm-hmm. Ashman said. <laughs> like, subscribe, share, tell your mom about it, your cousins, your brothers, your sisters, <laughs> your friends, that guy down the street that you don't really talk to that much, the one you just wave at. Tell him to like and subscribe too. <laughs> Um, so (laughs) we're gonna go ahead and switch over to our our next our next point which is Zoe's day in court now I got to see I like the scene a lot because you have a scene in a scene you know you have a scene between Zoe and the court in Spain and then you have a scene between Zoe and Boxer inside of the uh, inside of the court. And they actually said uh, his real name too, which is uh, Duarte, uh, Duarte Silva, which I'm pretty sure that is Portuguese. Like Silva is yeah. like a Portuguese. And yeah, and I'm pretty sure. And I, I know in prior episodes we were talking about like um, Oreo being, uh, excuse me, the actor who portrays uh, Boxer being from Portugal. Um, but yeah, that name, I just thought about that. That I don't know. That I just thought about that for a few minutes. But then when I got back to the episode, I was thinking about, you know, this tension that we have in between these two characters in the room. You know, you have uh, really Boxer in a position of power. He could, you know, possibly throw Zoe under a bus or something here if he wanted to, but he didn't. And he stuck with the script and he helped get her out of there safe and sound without being you know doing jail time and in the end she's only given you know just uh, a fine which is amazing that wouldn't happen if either of us did that this is tv for sure um and yeah i thought i thought that was really a really interesting scene because we got tension between two characters and tension between her and the court and at the end of the day her mental illness record kind of um it's sad to say it kind of helped her get out of that um but Allie, what what were your thoughts on on the whole courtroom scene with Boxer and Zoe?
2: I wasn't too surprised that Boxer, um, you know, kind of came to save the day once again for Zoe, even though she, um, right before the courtroom, they had that scene where she went um, and basically just yelled at him and kind of attacked him for threatening Mike or um, whatever she was blaming him for that scene made me really upset because, um, going back a little bit, but the, uh, when Zoe took ecstasy the night before and decided to call her daughter at four in the morning, I just, that was a terrible, terrible idea. And, um, the fact that she did that and the fact that she told her daughter that she was tripping on ecstasy and Mike heard, um, I understand why Zoe was upset the next day because um, she just found out that Mike was going to try to take custody of Jenny and um, she is going to have to go back to Manchester to deal with that while she's also dealing with this court case. So a lot is going on for Zoe. But at the end of the day, this is not Boxer's problems. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything that Zoe has done has been her choice. And I wish she would just take responsibility for them and stop blaming everyone but again I was happy to see that she did just walk away with the fine and that um, even though Boxer could have kind of thrown her under the bus there a little bit um, that he stuck beside her because I I do still think he cares for her I mean she can do anything at this point and Boxer at the end of the day will still be there for Zoe I feel like.
0: Yes yes I'm I'm with you on that Uh, although I would have liked to see her get at least two years in prison so I could see if that (laughs) If the judge actually would have, you know, choose to use the Spanish law, you know. Right.
2: Like, I, like, I wanted to her, see that too.
0: Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, man, maybe he can give her two years and then he could say, but since you're a Exactly. Father. But um yeah, but that's that's my TV show and not theirs TV show. Um, <laughs> Ashman, what were you thinking about the court scene with Boxer and Zoe?
1: You know what, guys, I'm like back to being annoyed with Zoe, like, you know, (laughs) it's, it's just, I, and I actually try to figure out why I was like, you know, what, what is it about this woman that annoys me? And I'm like, was it her weakness is like, what is it? But truly it's, she doesn't take accountability. Like she Mm. does not take accountability for any of her actions. Like she either goes into victim mode or confusion mode. And given, I think she is just overall confused, but um, I think it was wrong the way she treated boxer. I think to some degree she knows that he will totally be there for her things. But anything that has to do with Mike, I mean, that is all on her. She's a married woman. That's her husband. Like, why are you mad at him now when you really couldn't resist him from the beginning. Um, nice that Boxer once again stepped up for her. Um, I, you know, I, I I, don't know. I hope he's happy with his choices and, you know, he's, he's doing what he feels like is correct. And I think Zoe's really lucky because at this point, she's gotten away with a lot. And I think Boxer's really been her savior in all, all these episodes.
0: Yes, he has. And
1: That's it, guys.
0: He he has been uh he has been the rock, you know, in this episode. The one constant, you know, is Boxer. Um and I loved, you know, the whole thing. He from the beginning, he had it set up where she wouldn't do any time. He he's the reason why she's getting treated as such, you know, Boxer, the savior of of Zoe and Everybody involved. Boxer doesn't get enough credit. We need to we need to support Boxer more. Even though he's a little, <laughs> you know, a little uh, psycho, we should support, you know, we should support our yeah. cycles. The cycles that are <laughs> on our team, we should support. Um, so before yes. we move into the our next fans, point,
1: do you support Boxer? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs>
0: You said, do I support Boxer? No, or? no,
1: I was engaging our fans. I'm like, do you guys support Boxer? Like, what are your thoughts on it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody in, in the chat supports yeah. Boxer. Um, please prove me right, chat. Please prove me right so I don't look like the only psycho lover here. Um <laughs> Uh, So before we move on to the next point, I want to talk about a couple, a a little side scene with uh, Zoe, or not Zoe, excuse me, Marcus and Anna and uh, the Caliphate family. So, you know, you have Marcus, Marcus has been living with the Caliphates for a few days. I'm, I'm assuming maybe a week or so, and he's digging in and he's hanging out and they generally like him. And so it's to the point where his kids are coming to hang out too. But then, Man, Anna comes over and all hell breaks loose. What well, help help me help me figure out what happened there, Ashman.
1: Yeah. I agree. I think the Califat family likes having Marcus around. He's kind of like this breath of fresh air from their own family problems that they've been going through. <laughs> it was nice to see the girls at the table as well. That Anna scene, I did not expect. Like She came to pick up her girls and the older daughter just totally had so much to say to her mom. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting to hear um, how much she was kind of on her dad's side of things and just telling her mom the truth, like whoever you think you're with, like he's not a real family man. He doesn't even really love you, let alone us. And I think what really landed in that scene was how much it impacted Anna. Because from that point on, she just kept on thinking about her real love, which was with Marcus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the last episode, we really see her make it clear, like, it's over between us. But when she had to compare loves, she's like, Marcus would walk through fire for me. Like, this is the real man that loves me. Like, what am I really thinking? So I'm curious to see what Anne is going to do, because now that's been awakened in her. So very, very interesting. And 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 the caliphat family was so funny because they're just used to like drama showing up. So they're like, go for it, like no, no worries.
0: <laughs> yes, they have so much drama that, yeah, this is minor drama. This is, yeah, oh, yeah. you got a little ex-girlfriend or ex-wife coming over? <laughs> oh, yelling at you? Oh, that's nothing. We I just heard my son talking about how he wants to have sex with my wife. And yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, just normal stuff going on for them. But Allie, what what was your take on, on this whole scene with uh, Marcus and Anna and the Caliphate family together there?
2: Yeah, um, I thought it was also a very interesting scene. And I kind of wondered why the daughter waited until their literal wedding day mm-hmm. to kind of make this information known. I mean, I'm still, don't get me wrong, I'm very glad she did. Um, and I, I liked learning about that because I'm not team George, like at all. So when she was saying everything from him, just not liking the kit, not liking them and um, not liking the one daughter because she's overweight, I was just like, this guy sucks. And so I was really happy that the daughter finally told the mom, even though I wish she had done it sooner. Um, but yeah, it was a very interesting scene and I agree. I loved the, um, Constantia's face like she just looked almost so happy that they were having some issues you know she was just like oh my god we're not the only ones but uh yeah overall it was a really interesting scene and so we'll see what Anna decides to do about it I guess
0: yeah let, let's talk about Anna here uh, a little bit more before well first let me tell you what what I was thinking with all the then I want to have one more thing I want to discuss about Anna because because very important scene with Anna and George shortly after this one. Um, so yeah, with uh for me, uh yeah, I'm with you guys. There was some drama somebody else having drama besides the Califat family and minor drama to them and just something that they could see. Uh but for it but on the other side of that blade, they kind of want to help them kind of snuff out the drama a little bit because they have seen what happens when you let drama go so long unchecked and you know when you don't talk about things then you have people come back from years ago saying stuff about crazy things that happened years ago um but uh for the kids to pick up on george and say how they don't really like him and that he doesn't really like them and how the amount of times they spoke that's a real thing because children pick up on vibes you know as we like to say they pick up on vibes uh more than anybody, the only thing that pick only people, uh, only thing that picks up vibes better than kids are animals. <laughs> so, uh, and animal, <laughs> kids are right next there to them, and it's just like for me, I'm like seeing this, and I'm like, man, I can totally see. You know, it it makes sense now because prior to this, we've never seen George and the kids in any scenes together. Do you guys recall them in any scenes? I don't recall them in really any no. Okay, so now it makes sense for me because I haven't seen these guys in any scenes together. Um, but the conversation that came shortly after that, you know, with George and Anna, Anna asked "Asked George, hey, are you in love with me? And he goes, of course not. I'm not a teenager. Well, why do you want to marry me? Because we work good together. What did you think about that whole bit, Anna? I mean, excuse me, Allie. <laughs> Sorry, Anna. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you know, I just I have so many thoughts about it and I just I've been I was upset at Anna the last episode for telling her daughter that uh some secret information, Zoe's business, you know. Mm-hmm. And then again this episode because I feel like she's not really giving her daughters like a fair chance to be open. Um, I think it's really telling that the daughter had to wait until the day of the marriage too to open up about it. Like, I just don't think she's as close with her daughters as Anna thinks she is. Um, And you also shouldn't just marry someone because you work well together. That's not a reason to marry someone. Um, And I think, I I don't know, but I feel like Anna would work pretty well on her own. I don't think that she needs someone else. And um, it's not like George is helping out with the kids or anything. So I just, I wish that she would kind of just trust herself and not marry someone just Um, for that reason I mean you have to love someone and Marcus has always had that for her but then again now I really like Marcus and Kika together so I'm just on the line here about all of that
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm with you Um, that whole the whole thing that that scene with them is just it's uh, it's one of those things like okay you have an older older a man who's been married before and a little bit older than uh, Zoe, excuse me, then Anna. So he's going to take things from a, a pragmatic perspective. Um, but still, you can't just marry somebody. That was the wrong thing, in my opinion, for him to say at that time. Um, but Ashlyn, yeah. what did you think about this whole scene, the whole realization of like, hey, I'm not in love with you, but we work well together and I'm not a teenager, you know, grow up kind of feel. What do yeah. you think about that?
1: I mean, I think Anna got some serious truth hand to her like mm-hmm. everything that her daughter said it resonated and it shook her because she went to go fact check that and what her daughter said was absolutely true so I feel like Anna was almost like marrying George on like for for a on a materialistic level uh-huh. right because the daughter made that point she's like you've always wanted the big house and dad said he didn't want it but he still got it for you and here we have George, he's established, he's rich, he has the home, he comes with all those things that I think she always um, desired. But I think it goes to show at the end of the day, if you don't feel content at the heart, like the other things really don't hold much merit. And I think that's what happened for her. Like when she And when she asked the question, he answered honestly also. So it's like when somebody tells you they're not marrying you because they love you unconditionally. He was like, oh, you know, we work well together. We're both laid back. We we have great sex and sex with other people. I'm like, I would certainly, I could never deal with a partner that had such yeah. perfect things to choose me on. Right. And I think that's what happened yeah. for her. She was just like, wait a minute. Like, I yeah. think I need to go be with somebody that's going to hold my hand when I get old, not somebody that might replace me when I get old. It
0: was <laughs> deep, <yeah. laughs> that's that's you know, yeah. The surface gets you there. What's inside keeps you there, and
1: yes, I love like, that. <laughs> you
0: have to, you have to, you have to mix both of the two whenever you're choosing your partners. Like it's a combination of the two. It can't just be one or the other Um, although what's inside is way better than what's on the outside for the record Uh, but what you said Ashman definitely like it makes me think because I didn't think about this like you look at like what the house that Marcus had to try to keep up keep her in you know keep her up and then you look at George George has this you know this rich guy with the villa on the side of the hill and like all the way his stuff is designed and how he carries himself. He's like a business man with money and stuff like that. And, you know, wants nice things, he equals like quality and taste, you know, and expensive taste and you get the, yeah, that makes sense. What I didn't put that together until you said it now, even even though the darter said it to me before you did, but like, you know, your analysis on that particular part there, I didn't think about that because you get to see the contrast, you know, between those two lifestyles. well, so there's one last uh, point I wanna I wanna bring up uh, with you two and get your thoughts on because for me I was like okay, just when I thought okay when it couldn't get any crazier, we got mothers you know helping sons get off. We have people <laughs> having sex on top of freshly buried graves in the rain. We have bodies in cocaine in a boat going through a parade. Just when you think you couldn't, have, you couldn't one up it, man. Then we get somebody who has a death final destination style. Yeah. On earth was going through your mind when that happened, Ashman?
1: I mean, with Oriole, like how the dad—that <laughs> was crazy. I mean, during his trip, he got kidnapped. I don't even know how he survived that. Like that would freak me out within itself, and let alone he got locked up in the bathroom um so that was that was crazy like um him being in the position he was and then when he woke up being able to get himself out and it was really sad what happened to the dad um you know he was on a mission he find i think he finally pieced the closest we have come to Axel's murder and he was determined to put this guy away but That clearly wasn't the plan of how things were going to happen. And um, it was crazy. It was shocking. I didn't expect to see that part at all, let alone, I mean, a bunch of logs in his face. I mean, we we see so many things that we don't normally see. Um, But yeah, I mean, that kind of sucks. And Zoe doesn't even know this right now, that, that her dad has died.
0: Yeah, that's and that's one thing from a filmmaking aspect I look at. Like, you you have this is a you have a dual uh action sequence, parallel action sequence, and so the action that you have in one scene is Zoe and Boxer frantically trying to get to the dead, even splitting up to go to different places to try to find them. And then on the other side, you have Oriol and then you have um Clint driving, fighting breaking free you see log trucks and the way you see those trucks it's like okay these trucks are here something is going to happen why why are those logs here um but ali what 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 was your take on all this when you got to see this this old school final destination style death
2: (laughs) i also thought of final destination immediately (laughs) and it was so i was like oh no i just all these deaths like they're just getting creative over here but um I was so sad. I, uh That scene was just absolutely crazy. And I felt so bad because the voicemail that he left for Zoe, like while they're playing that back and Zoe's listening and she has no idea that her dad just died. Um, it was really sad. And like Ashman said, the dad is the only one that's getting anywhere with this case. And he was finally, you know, making moves, like going back to Manchester and was going to put Oriole on trial and just like, have this plan and then he dies and I was just disappointed I was bummed but overall just really sad that Zoe just lost like her last real family member I mean poor girl like I just really felt for her in that scene um and we're gonna see her probably go a little crazy I'm thinking in the next episode because who wouldn't I don't know that was rough
0: yeah. I'm I'm with you, Ali. Yeah. The, I'm not going to lie though. Whenever the, the 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 logs went through the window, I did did kind of cheer because I'm like, yes, they used the logs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm, I was sad that he got killed by by log, but I was just happy that they actually chose to, you know, jump out there and, and use the logs because, you know, that's check yeah. off the gun. You can't have it there and not do anything with it. So, I mean, right. for the log to go through, I was, I really I was thinking like some kind of impalement where he would be impaled by something and then Oreo would escape. That's what I was thinking. Right. I did not expect the yeah. log going through the window and crushing the crushing the cranium. Uh but he you you do get to see uh, uh you do get to see like a sense of like right and wrong. And honestly, you know, um Clint did the wrong thing by kidnapping a Spanish citizen. And trying to sneak him out of the country to bring him over to England, because number one, Spain and England have an ext- have have extradition treaty between them, so they would have done it. But, but that's if the crime was committed on English soils. It's different, you know, when it happened in Spain. So you can't take someone from sure. the country of origin to process the, to prosecute them in your country. Uh, but <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not a politician or a supreme, you know, master of the laws, but. You <laughs> that part, um, but yeah, you do kind of see it come back. It's like, hey, man, you did wrong, and now wrong is coming to you, and it's it's messed up that you know that 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 that's the final destination for you with mm-hmm. law. No pun intended. Um,
1: <laughs> but I'm so but yeah. glad he got to leave that message for Zoe. I think yes. that's all the difference, right there, right? Because with with his son Axel, he kind of he he always had resentment towards him at least Zoe can kind of go on knowing that he blesses her with whatever she is going to do, whether it's go back to Manchester or stay. Right. in Ibiza. So I'm so glad that that voicemail got through.
2: True.
0: Yeah. If that, if that voicemail wouldn't have got through, I mean, I don't, she the last conversation, you know, she would have to be thinking of the last conversation right. and at least it ends on that note. But Congrats to the producers for using the logs. I, <laughs> I salute you for that, guys. Um, so, uh, before we check out here, because our time is is uh, dwindling down, I wanted to uh, go into our special segment and news. Uh, uh, Ashwin, you want to go first?
1: Sure, sure. Um, so I actually went ahead and I looked at into the different crimes that take place in a visa. Um, you know, we have seen so many things by now, right? Dead bodies, drug trafficking, all that stuff. Um, so some of the things are, there's a top four as far as crimes in visa go. Number one are people using or dealing drugs. There's no surprise there, right? Like we right. continuously see that. The second one is vandalism or theft. Um, we see that as well show up in the scenes. Third is violence, assault, or robbery, and the last one is corruption or bribery. So I found it interesting. These are the top four crimes in a visa, and they did a great job portraying it in this amazing series wow. that we've been able to review.
0: Wow! Well, That's they're lucky that they're lucky that corruption is number four because. <laughs> probably in three cities over from a visa corruption probably is number two or number one who knows that's that's okay but it's a party town so yeah i could totally see like the drugs and then vandalism that's you have tourists and you have tourists wanting to get high so that's two crimes in one that you have there uh well thank you for that segment ashman uh ali what do you have for us for news today
2: yeah um i just have a little more kind of behind the scenes fun facts, I guess, okay. um, Angela Griffin, the girl who plays our Anna, kind of opened up about what it was like while filming those graphic sex scenes um, at those sex parties that we saw in the first couple episodes. Um, but yeah, she had some interesting quotes that I wrote down that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, but she said it was more graphic in real life than the parties even portrayed on the screen. Um, and she did say everyone's well-being was at the center. Um, She said all these gorgeous people, they all knew what they were um, there for, and they had everything explained to them. The director said this is what's going to happen, and if anyone touches you in a way that you feel is inappropriate or if you feel uncomfortable at any moment, to let them know and that they would stop filming, and she said, but at the end of the day, everyone just kind of went for it. Um, She said that she didn't have to take her clothes off, and she was happy about that, and so she just I got to walk around and be there. But she said so much was shot that wasn't there. And even though in the moment, everybody kind of went for it. She says, when she looks back now, she just thinks that it was absolutely crazy and nothing. Um, she's never done anything quite like that before.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that's she got a good role because she's like the mom of, of this whole, you know, establishment. Anyway, she's the the mama. Mama right. Dear. So she gets to dictate what happens there. Uh, I I mean, those scenes look, those scenes were extremely graphic. And I was wondering if anybody was in their method acting.
1: Um,
0: but <laughs> everybody was uh, safe and sound. And that's what it's all about. Everybody's safe, sound, right. and comfortable. And you got the, the episode and the scene done, uh, executed. And that's great. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for the news, Allie. Um, so before we go, uh, I wanted to go ahead and get into some predictions. Allie, what are your predictions for oh the next gosh. episode?
2: <laughs> I have no idea. I think that we have to get, we have to know who killed Axel. Like, I, we just have to know for sure what really went down. Um, and I think that Boxer, we're going to find out some more information about him. I think we're going to see Zoe. Um, freak out I think she's gonna find out about her dad she's gonna be in a really hard hard place and then I'm worried she's gonna find out that boxer had something to do with Axel's death and so I think we're gonna see Zoe kind of spiral out again almost like she we know that she has in her past where she was attempting suicide and stuff so I I think we might see a really dark side of Zoe coming up um let's see as for Marcus um I think we're going to see Anna try to kind of get back with Marcus maybe or something like that. But now Marcus might be confused because maybe he likes Kika. I don't know. We might see a little love triangle going on or something, but not like that's anything crazy compared to the rest of the show. So overall, I think I'm just wanting to know who killed Axel.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you, Allie. Um, So Ashwin, what are your predictions for the final episode?
1: Sure. No, Ali, you did a great job. I think I think you have awesome predictions. I just want to add that I think Boxer is behind burying um, Axel's body. Uh, he has so much experience with these burials. And as we see when Oriel got in trouble, that was his first call to say, I killed a man. So I think he's going to help him get rid of that body, possibly. So I'm going to say we're going to see that Boxer might be one of the main culprits here.
0: Oh, no. Ooh, okay. (laughs) I like it, Ashman. Well, as far as I go, I think uh, my prediction is that, number one, Anna and George aren't going to get married. We're going to see some kind of dramatic walkout. Um, Number two, I'm still sticking with the pregnancy theory that I said in the previous episode with uh, Zoe being pregnant from Boxer, which that would really suck because the man who is partially responsible for killing your brother is now the father of your child. Ooh rough situation mm. to be in and uh the Califat family i think uh it's i think that uh what uh kika is going to rise and i think we're going to see something between her and conchita some kind of exile one of them has got to go and we're going to see <laughs> in the next episode um well that's all of our time here for this episode um where can we find you at ashman
1: you can find me on Instagram at Insights by Ish.
0: Okay. And Allie, where can we find you at?
2: Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Alexandra James.
0: Okay. And guys, you can find me on Instagram at Rob Stilo. that's That's Uh Thank you so much for watching this show and or listening to it. Please come back and join us here at 10 p.m. PST for the season finale of White Lines. We will be ready to get into it with all of you. And hopefully you are ready to get into it with us. Thank you once again for joining in. Like, subscribe, subscribe, and share. And we will buzz you later.
1: Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup.